Hello, everyone, and welcome to 1923 Main Street, home of the Daddy Daughter Disney Travel Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Mike Bellobradic, and I'm Amelia Bellobradic. And today we are going to be doing part one of our two-part series, all about the Grand Floridian Hotel and Spa. Actually, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Resort and Spa. It's funny you say that because a lot of times I'll catch myself saying the Grand Californian Resort, but it's the Grand Californian Hotel. But it's the Grand Floridian Resort. What's the difference? Uh, it's just how they named them. Nomenclature. It sounds more sophisticated. Well, actually, it's true. The Grand Floridian is much more resort-like, which we are going yeah. to get into. Now, we have never done a two-part episode before, but we're doing one today because... There's as we, so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about, and hopefully you appreciate. We do try to keep our episodes to approximately 30 minutes or less. Yeah. Uh, we don't do hour, hour and a half long episodes, so uh, we're going to make this a two-parter. So whether or not you're a fan of Disney's Grand Floridian Resort or... You've never stayed there before and you're wondering if you should. Or if you hate it and want to be proved wrong, Ooh, this episode's for you. I like you. that the best. I love defending the Grand Floridian Resort. We will say up front, it is our favorite Disney resort at Walt Disney World by yeah. a long shot. Oh, and I also want to say this is not like a one-time stay and review also. Okay. So we should say, uh, if you listen to us, you know, we're fairly regular Disney travelers, and I'm at now just over 100 vacations, and you're at 30 or 28 or something as yeah, a 12-year-old? almost 30. So, you know, 100 weeks for me or more, and 30 weeks for Emilio. I've stayed at the Grand Floridian. We stay there more frequently now, but I would say probably 15 to 18 weeks I've spent there, 15 to 18 of those vacations. I've spent probably yeah. six. Yeah, you're at probably. least six weeks. And I'm so. only 12. And we've stayed at club level, regular rooms. Villas. villas. So we know the okay. hotel. That's our Inside caveat. and out. It's not based on Wednesday. It's based on, yeah. you know, a lot and a lot. Because anybody can have a bad stay one time or a great yeah. stay but we've stayed there between us well over so 30 weeks these so are our average over half a year yeah. in grand floridian rooms so we have a pretty good idea of what it's like consistently so let's talk about it there's a lot of history it was the fourth resort third hotel at walt disney world polynesian contemporary fort wilderness came first when it opened and then the grand floridian came in 1988 100 years exactly Ooh. after the Inspiration Hotel, which was what? The Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego, California. Yes, indeed. Another must-do. If you listen to our episode on where to stay for the Disney vacationer when they're not at Disney, you must do the Hotel Del. And our episode on the California Beach Vacation, Episode 5, if you want to go listen to that. Yes, we also recommend the Del. Now, I only bring up the Dell because if you read the official Disney sort of backstory for the Grand Floridian, they will talk about the legendary Henry Flagler in Florida, who created a lot of the Florida beach resorts, really opened up the beach in Florida as a vacation destination. Yeah. And they wanted to create a hotel, they said, that sort of harkened back to that old time era. I mean, it's not really on the beach anymore. But. Yeah, but they wanted a beach-type hotel, yeah. but their inspiration, ironically, was a California beach hotel, uh, which opened in 1888 and the Grand It is beautiful. It is I beautiful. can understand why they'd sure. want Walt to. Walt Disney stayed there himself. Imagineers yeah. went there, so it's not hard to understand why they chose that to the... To, it looks identical uh, in yeah. terms of the red roof. Like a carbon copy. Yeah, it's a carbon copy. So definitely Hotel Dell. There's a plug for you. We highly recommend it. We stay there oh, it's amazing. fairly regularly. And another little note of history here 
It was not originally called Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. Really? Yeah. Well, we're talking about the beach, right? They wanted beach. So it was originally called, as my phone case says, the Grand Floridian Beach Resort. That's what the hotel was named when it opened. Now, what do we have at Walt Disney World now? The Beach Club and the the Yacht Club. The Beach Club. So in 1997, they changed the name from Disney's Grand Floridian Beach Resort to Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa because a few years later, the Beach Club did open. So a little fun fact, if you didn't know that, the original name for almost 10 years was the Beach Resort. Wow. Now, I have another... Here's my fun little, I like to try whenever I can to throw in my personal favorite Disney gem trivia bits Um, about the Grand Floridian. Yeah. And I told Amelia this one before the episode. I told her I was going to throw it in because I I had literally actually forgot about this. But I am a huge fan of the Beach Boys, always have been. If you remember the song Kokomo from Cocktail, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. You know the song. Well, yeah, but not from Cocktail. No, from the Tom Cruise movie Cocktail. But the video for that was filmed at the Grand Floridian in 1988, the year it opened. So it's so cool. The Beach Boys playing out there in front of the Grand Floridian, 1988, filming Kokomo, and it's interspersed with scenes from the movie. So that was the Grand hitting the big stage right away. And it's sort of cool because John Stamos is actually playing with Ooh. the band in the movies so, or That's in the video. Cool. Yeah. He also played with them in Full House season one, and he actually came back to the Grand Floridian in season six, episodes 23 and 24, for The House Meets Mouse, part one and two. So, yeah. Also a two-parter at the Grand Floridian. I'll have to take your word for that. I was not a big fan of Full House. And and how are you? Oh, you're watching it on Netflix or somewhere? Netflix. Yeah, okay. I may or may not have watched that. Although I did, I do, I, I have to say, I do like watching. You know, I love watching any of those. I did convince you to watch that episode. TV families go to Disney World and how they magically hop from one park to another (laughs) instantly. And how they Uh, just magically go and how half the family's here and then they're there. And then, oh, five minutes later, we're all together again. Yes. I have one other tidbit. Uh, this is a this one you won't know. So there used to be, there's another bit of the sort of a forgotten backstory to the Grand Floridian. It was a little bit short-lived. But in downtown Disney, there was a park called Pleasure Island at one point, right? That was yeah. all bars and stuff. And the Grand Floridian was part of the backstory to Pleasure Island. Really? Yeah, because there was a the Pleasure family that was supposed to have created Pleasure Island, and there's a whole backstory you can look up, but the Grand Floridian was supposedly the Pleasure family's mansion (laughs) at one point. So that was sort of an awkward twist, I think, on Grand Floridian history. But my favorite bit of its history is that Beach Boys Kokomo video filmed at the Grand. My favorite is when the Tanner family goes there, so. Yeah, I think I know a lot of people like that. So, Let's start, uh, enough about the history, let's start talking about the hotel itself. The location, which was supposed to originally be something called the Asian Hotel in the early plans. Okay. (laughs) And on a beach where we used to, as youngsters, uh, hang out there and tan. It was all just that white sand, the white sand that was dredged from the bottom of Seven Seas Lagoon when they dug it out and put it on all the, they found this glorious sand. And that's what you see on the Polynesian beach and all the beaches there, that white sand was actually from the bottom of the lagoon. Cool. So the Grand Floridian appeared in that location. It's a great spot. So location is one of its prime good things. It's and in even better now when you're going to be able to walk from the Magic Kingdom to the hotel. But it's in a superb location right by the Magic Kingdom, of course on the monorail loop. 
hotel entrance. Oh, it's beautiful. It's just sort of magical. If that it makes really, sense. It, it's just grand, right? Everything, you know, you walk into that entrance and they have the I antique right cars. The and then, you know, rest in peace, Richard, who used to be at the front there, who passed away recently. He was an, old, an icon outside the hotel and a lot of people got pictures with him. And even the newer parts. So the hotel itself has the main hotel, the main building, many outbuildings, and then more recently, the Grand Floridian Villas open. Mm, and yeah. even there, you know, I have to say, the scaled down lobby and entrance to the villas is really quite nice with that Mary Poppins fountain. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's sort of like a second main building. It's worth going over, even if you're not staying at the villas. And of course, we did an episode yeah. on the villas. You don't have to be a Disney Vacation Club member to stay in the villas. There are, if you want more of a condominium style yeah. setting, listen to the our, our episode on the villas. But that lobby is beautiful. And the whole thing about the Grand Floridian is it's all in the details. I, I often, see, when I think of Walt Disney's vision for starting with Disneyland, but having guests immersed in the magic and you know, the Grand Floridian, to me, is the ultimate of total immersion. Polynesian 2 is close, but the Grand Floridian, down to the minutest detail, there's so much detail in that lobby, so much Victorian detail in there. Like, it's it's from everything from the birdcage to the piano playing to that elevator. I mean, the yeah. old style. It's like the real one. At the Hotel Dell. So Although I think it it's, does not have an elevator operator. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it's any accident that, you know, it's the Victorian charm, right? The hotel is filled with it. It's all the Victorian charm that I really love. It's elegant and timeless. It's not stuffy. You know, the piano, the birdcage, like I said. The, and there's some really cool hidden Mickeys in there. And it also doesn't seem forced, which is what I really like. It sort of seems natural, even though it is based off of something. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's, well, in my opinion, very well done. Now, yeah. so what does the Grand Floridian offer? So it is expensive. It is the most expensive hotel on site owned by Disney. Yeah. Uh, the There is the Four Seasons as well, technically on site. Yeah. Now, uh, dining is one of the things that is just over the top at the Grand Floridian. There is, what, eight or nine places you can dine there. And that's just not even counting pool bars and everything, right? I used to say to someone, um, let me let, counting pool bars, I think it's nine. Wow. So I think there's seven without it. And I used to say when I was selling travel, just to make the point, how is the Grand Floridian different? You know, people would ask, why is it? Well, you know what? It is the most luxurious. Is it true luxury? Mm, we'll get into that in a minute. But it, it definitely in Disney terms right yeah. now, it is the most luxurious. But you could eat on site at a different dining establishment every single day of a you know typical seven-day vacation and eat at a different place. Yeah. Right? You've got, let me just go through them quickly. This is how much dining. If you've never stayed there, Gasparilla Island Grill, they're quick service. Yeah. Do you like Gasparilla? Who doesn't like Gasparilla? It's a lot better since they changed and updated yeah. the menu. But then like you've got 1900 Park Fair. Ah, uh, yes. Character dining, two different ones. I mean, technically, I could count that as two, but I don't. <laughs> There's a well, breakfast yeah, and a dinner. A dinner. If you want a dinner every night, that is only one. So Grand Floridian Cafe, yeah. which we highly recommend, underrated. Ooh, yes. Citricos, another good one. Ah. Uh, Narcoosis on the water. Used to be my favorite. I think it slipped a bit, but still a good spot. It's not bad. Good location. Victorian Alberts. Yes. 
Now there is the Enchanted Rose, which took Ooh. over Meisner's, and their truffle fries are amazing. So, you know, that's another spot you can eat. And of course, on top of all that, that's what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you've got the two pool bars, which also serve yeah. food. So yeah, you there could are... also eat at two different nights if you have children under 10 who can't go to Victorian Alberts, or if the elegant, not elegant, what do you call it? The, right. the Rose Bar. Oh, the Enchanted Rose. Enchanted Rose. It's from Beauty and the Beast. It's so elegant. Yeah, the en- it is elegant. If it's too elegant for oh, your like seven-year-old. four different spots in there, yeah. Yeah, if it's too elegant for your little kids, pool bars are always open. It's even the tea room and other things. There, oh, yeah. Right? You know, but so that's, these dining, are just main dining. dining at the Grand Floridian is, there's nothing even close. No other resort hotel. And shopping for that matter, too. Mm. Even though we lost a store when they put in the Enchanted Rose, they combine the men's and women's shops. There still is quite a bit of shopping there. So in fact, the Grand Floridian is a destination for people who aren't staying there. Should be. And I'm going to, I'm going to go out in on my limb of just saying what I think. And, you know, Grand Floridian is a place everybody wants to stay. And I used to say, if people say they don't want to stay there, they're They're lying. lying. (laughs) Right. It, People come there to look at it, and people dream of staying there. So don't dream it, do it, as Disney would say. Put off one vacation, stay at the Grand Floridian, because it is an amazing experience. And we find the cast members treat you as you would expect to be treated at the Grand Floridian. There is just a higher level of service and accommodation there. And I mean, of course, all cast members are quite amazing. Well, most cast members are amazing, but it's sort of even a higher Yeah, I mean, anyone can have a bad day, but we've had our most incredible sort of magical moments as we talk to them, as we we do on the show sometimes, uh, always at the Grand Floridian, more so than anywhere else. And there's another bit of history, right? It used to be called, I used to call it, or it was called the Crown Jewel. Why? Well, it was called the Crown Jewel because (laughs) the whole Magic Kingdom area, when it was just early Disney days, was it went through a phase where their marketing was the vacation kingdom of the world. And the idea was that the Grand Floridian was the crown jewel in the crown of that kingdom. So that's where the crown jewel comes from. And it, it really is. I kind of like that. Yeah, it was. I loved the vacation kingdom of the world. It was such a cool marketing. And that's when I was in the video. Oh, daddy. <laughs> Way back when I got to do that promotional video with Disney. Did you get paid? No, but I got to ride a boat for free for half a day. Like a, one cool. of the mini speed, sea, uh, speed, speed boats. So technically you saved the your parents' money. Yeah, yeah. My mom had to sign off and all that stuff, but it was fun. My sister didn't want to do it, but I did. <laughs> Always trying to steal the spotlight, I see. <laughs> so we like love me. the lobby, right? There's so much in the lobby. It's so grand. It's filled with details. As soon as you walk into that hotel, their aroma, do we not love their aroma? We love their aroma. Actually, we just bought some candles with that aroma. Well, we got that gifted by... You know who are very good friends. Our amazing friends. Do a little shout out. To Chris and Cassandra. Just Thank you Chris and Cassandra. So much. That beautiful scented okay. charmed aroma. Free plug for charmed aroma. That you Minnie didn't Mouse. Think it candle. scented like the Grand Floridian. That smell is first. the grand. I mean, I you know, it, we like Disney I scented. It was candles. unmistakable. Yeah. It took me a couple of whiffs, but it really is. Especially reminds me of the upper floor near it's, near Basin White and M Mouse Mercantile. It smells like the Grand Floridian. Close your eyes and you sniff it. It's yeah. like I love it, Most sniffing amazing it amazing thing cold. in the world. But okay. it's also the grounds. So the Grand Floridian grounds, they're yeah. huge, but not as big. You know, it's not Saratoga. It's not they're 65 not acres. They're not huge 
there are, there's so much to do, yet it all feels like one small community. That's a great way of looking at it. And well, I mean, it, it's reasonable. It's got, we've got two pools, right? We've got the beach pool and we've got the bigger courtyard pool. Which, there's splash pads. Yeah. There's a Alice in Wonderland themed splash pad. There's a health club, the senses spa. You were about in the to name. Say. Yes. Of course, there's the campfire and fishing, uh, boat it, rentals, nighttime movies, the Grand One yacht. The Grand One yacht. We've did that in our bucket list episode. There's an arcade, a running trail. If you like to run. And you know what? I talked in photography. I love getting up early and taking photos, as you know. And that's yeah. who I always see people out on that running trail early. And even yeah. across the street at the health club, yeah. there's basketball. And there's also golf. Right across the street, Magnolia and Palm, two incredible courses. And of course, next door, there is the wedding pavilion, yes. the Grand Floridian Wedding Pavilion. There's the Villas building, which we talked about, and there's a conference center there as well. Yeah, there's there's just so much. And I mean, being this is the hotel, you sometimes, if you're lucky, see the horse and carriage for a wedding, uh, traveling yeah. across the grounds for those amazing photos. Everyone looks so happy. And and, and the Grand Floridian, you know, when, if you want to stay there, yes, it's more expensive, but there are several room options there. You've got your standard rooms, which are quite amazing. It's yeah. the Grand Floridian after all. We prefer the water views, but you've got yeah. some standard water. There's all sorts of great views there, theme park or just mm. looking out on Seven Seas Lagoon. And there's two club levels, not one, but two. Two, count them two. That's right. There's the Royal Palm Club in the main building, which we love, but there's also yeah. Sugarloaf Key, a whole building. They're both. Right by the marina, which has some great yeah. views in itself. Also good. The thing about the rooms there, you know, a lot of time if you're traveling, if you have a family of five, which is sometimes the turning point on some hotel rooms, if you cross over four, now you're into, do I need two rooms? Or, you know, that's where I suggest villas are an option. But the Grand Floridian will sleep five. They will allow five in a room. And plus a crib if you have a child under three. Okay, Daddy. Well, I'm going to throw in a quick this or that on rooms for you. Ooh, okay. Thinking of our family of three. Now, this would obviously differ depending on how many people are in your family. Mm -hmm. For our family of three, this or that. A regular Grand Floridian water view versus a villa water view. Well, I like the villa rooms better. Yeah. So I would take the Villa Water view. And now, because we have our special request, we get that theme park view, which isn't officially one. Now. Because it's obstructed. Yes. What about this? The Sugarloaf Club level versus Villas. Oh, see, that's close. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, I think uh, I think I'll take a Sugarloaf Club level. Yeah. Just because we don't stay. I don't. I don't think I've ever stayed in the Sugarloaf building, to be honest. And I, I we mean, always stay Royal yeah, if Palm. If you're gonna go club level, yeah, but I, you know, so I would try probably given go that choice. And close, but I mean, club level just takes the cake. It's it's so, just exceptional. Yeah, exactly. And of course, the monorail's right there. You're one stop yeah. from the Magic Kingdom, which is and the thing I like staying about the main building as yeah. well. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good point. That's how right I get there. annoyed about the villas. It's like the only reason. Oh, I you've got to walk for ten feet. I'm a lazy person. It's what like can I say? It's like less than 10 minutes. It's also less than walking from the end of the monorail to the entrance of the Magic Kingdom, but still. Yeah. So <laughs> you're one stop by monorail and you're one exactly. stop back by boat or walking when the walkway yeah. uh, comes into play. And honestly, the monorail loop isn't that long. And the, I, what I do love is the Grand Floridian just keeps getting better. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of changing. So 
one thing I wanted to talk about is this thing about luxury. So, and, and, oh, I, yeah. and I heard something interesting recently that I really hope is true. So, you know, Bob Chapek is coming in ultimately to run the show at Disney. And I, I have heard a couple of things which encourage me. So first of all, if you're a luxury traveler, a true luxury traveler, non-Disney, I just mean you, so you like Ritz-Carlton's, you like Four Seasons, you know, boutique upscale hotels, that type of thing. For sure, and you want to stay at a Disney immersed on-site, the Grand Floridian is your top Disney hotel. However, there is the Four Seasons. Yeah, but it, that's not really Disney. It's not Disney, and it's a bit further away. They do have some character things there, and it's a beautiful hotel, and it is in Golden Oak, so it's in the Disney. Okay. Uh, that's where it's located, right? It's not far, but, I mean, you see it from the contemporary. It's not in the monorail loop but or anything. It's not a it's not a Disney-owned hotel. So there's a couple of things I've heard recently. So a lot of the changes going on at the Grand Floridian, the little ones like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique and Enchanted Rose, I heard were driven by Bob Chapek's dissatisfaction that the Grand Floridian is not truly luxury. It's luxury by Disney standards. It's their most luxurious resort, and it's pretty close, but it is not top-tier luxury around the world. Okay. It is not at the level of a Four Seasons or, you know, a Ritz-Carlton. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, Disney's been buying up some land recently, right? Little, small little Disney's parcels. Disney's always buying yeah, land, 200 yes. acres here and there. And one of the things, as could well, be small. purely speculation and rumor, but one of the things I read was the potential for a true luxury Ooh. resort to be built. And We're going to stay there, right, Daddy? Boy, do I hope that's true. We have to review it for <laughs> yeah. the podcast, of course. Yeah. I would hope now it would be off. It would break my rules of being close to the stuff, but uh, like close to parks because just because where they're located. Oh, but Daddy, we'd have to review it for our listeners. Absolutely, we would. So it would. Ha- and the other thing that the Grand Floridian can never have is bungalows. I'm sure they, you know, I guess they could put some on. It wouldn't. They would have to take away that little. There's there's a beautiful path that I like. Not beautiful, but it's a nice walk from the Grand Floridian to the Polynesian. And there's a little bit of the white sand beach where we used to have suntan is left there. It's all blocked off now uh, from the water as they've done with everything. It's for safety reasons, of yes, course. But I technically, I guess you could put some grand villas, bungalow villas there. Ooh. Now, those I could see being over the of top. Of course. Review podcast. But so we'll see if this true luxury resort, uh, its own category, ever comes into play. But for now, we have the top tier deluxe Grand Floridian. And, it, you know, yeah. it, it is loaded with Victorian charm. And here's one. Here's some of the things. It's not it's not stuffy. You know, it's a, it's a very nice, welcoming yeah. resort hotel, and I highly recommend it's worth exploring. It's still luxurious, not stuffy, and I think there is a fine line, but the Grand Floridian does not cross it. it absolutely does not cross it, and seasonal things. This is my final thing oh. I'm going to say in episode, in part one of this two-part episode. I want to talk definitely about Christmas and Easter. There is no better place to stay if you're going to be on site in a Disney resort hotel at you do, Easter you just have to go. or Christmas, especially Christmas. Now, oh, Easter's great Christmas. because they have the eggs on display, but on Easter, they have an Easter egg hunt on the grounds, and it's and it's gorgeous out on the lawns and everywhere. You know, and they have lawn games regularly, yeah. but Easter's great, but Christmas, yes. 
that really steals the show. Why don't you talk about Christmas? I mean, if you're grand. going at Christmas, I know it's expensive, but actually, I would recommend saving your grand trip for Christmas, not on actually Christmas Day, but maybe a week or two before. Yeah, so you the, the sort of second, third week of uh, December yeah. are ideal. And then you get the gingerbread house. Yeah, that lobby. I mean, there's a special candle for Christmas. <laughs> there's a candle for everything, Daddy. But, but the, that's true. But the Grand Floridian lobby at Christmas, you know, they have that mega tree, as many of the resorts do, in the middle. Great spot for photos. The lobby's the elegantly smell. decked out. But that life-size gingerbread house, which is a little shop uh, where you can buy shingles and pieces of gingerbread to take that's home, and pumping out of the chimney is puffs of smoke of that gingerbread smell. And I remember... <sighs> Once we were in club level there in the Royal Palm, which opens up to the lobby, you take that private elevator That would have up. had to been probably one of my favorite trips. And that's when you were four and you stood on that balcony and said, I want to live at the Grand Floridian. Yes. And I knew then that, that last you were my year. kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that. Oh, yeah. No, the other four years of life didn't give you any yeah, clues. No, that was it. You were a little Mike before that, but then <laughs> that was it. But that smell just... You know, not overpoweringly, right? They're really good, of course. Disney's, you know, Perfect created, created the aroma smell. Walt used to try to do it in theaters. Um, it didn't really work out because he couldn't get every theater to <laughs> do it the way he wanted. But yeah, he's really, you know, they've mastered the aromas everywhere. But that Christmas smell at the Grand Floridian is unbeatable. And, you know, whenever I smell it, it just makes me think of that Grand Lobby, which is really what they want to do with these smells after all. Yeah, it's, it's un, not uncreatable but it's just sort of it's just sort of classic at the grand floridian and it's so original yeah and it's so pure and it's just amazing there's really no other word so all the deluxe hotels are great and you know they each have their own unique personality and ambiance but the grand floridian really is yeah. it's there's no question that it is above and beyond the most elegant and ultimate Disney hotel on site. Highly recommend staying there. We love it. Now. Next time on All About the Grand Floridian Resort and Next Spa. Next time, I'm going to do a few things. Amelia, I'm going to put you to the test. So get ready for the next episode. All right. Because one thing that I hear a lot from people that that is, oh, but it's not good for kids. Liars. It, there is, don't give any spoilers. <laughs> because I'll quiz you. But there is a lot of sentiment or disbelief, usually from people, I would say, who haven't stayed there, that it is not a good place for kids. So we're going to talk about is or is not the Grand Floridian a great place to stay with family for families with kids? And as a kid who's grown up staying there... And I'm why or why not and different ages. And why or why not. We're also going to do a true-false Grand Floridian because there's a lot of just mis... Uh, conceptions about it, right? Yeah. There's things that, that I would say are not true or are true, right? So we're going to separate fact and fiction about the Grand Floridian in our part two. And finally, we're going to give you our top five reasons or more why you should stay there versus other resort hotels. So stay tuned for part two next week on, on 1923 Main, Main Street. Street. <laughs> so thank you everyone for joining us for part one. Share your feedback on Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. You can find us at 1923mainstreet.com and all our social media is at 1923mainstreet. So we are easy to find. We hope you are fans of the Grand Floridian or if you're not, we hope to help you appreciate why this hotel is such a great spot today to stay. 
So we will. <laughs> and well, today. And today. <laughs> today and every day. Disney's Grand Flirting Resort and Spa. So thanks for joining us, everyone. Hope you have a great day, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.